Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. The Solicitor General may have found Scott Morrison's secret ministerial power grab was irresponsible rather than illegal, but that's far from the end of the matter. The government thinks there's much more to uncover yet, which it hopes to do through a full-blown inquiry. Today, the host of Insiders, David Spears, on the forensic examination to come and why the former Prime Minister will very likely be called up to face questioning. David Spears, I'm a bit sorry to do this to you, but before we get into the legal advice into Scott Morrison's secret ministry grab and this planned inquiry, I want to talk to you about your interview on Insiders with Barnaby Barnaby Joyce. Joyce. Now the Shadow Minister for Veterans Affairs to take us there. Because it was rather perplexing, just like this whole saga, really. (laughs) Well, Sam, as as you'd well know, interviews with Barnaby Joyce Canton often be a, a wild ride. He likes to push back and change tack and tell an interviewer that, uh, you know, he thinks voters really aren't interested in the issue that you're asking about. I understand the insiders as a political program is focused on it, but they're not focused on this at the checkout at IGA. And Funnily enough, they're apparently never interested in issues that are embarrassing to his side of politics. They're probably more focused that Mr Bowen has changed the laws on vehicle standards and now we're going to pay more for four-wheel drives in country areas. This interview had all of that, uh, but I think along the way it did also reveal something of what was going on behind the scenes between the Liberals and the Nationals over this whole saga last year. Mm, So from what I can gather, you set out to establish something pretty simple, which was when Barnaby Joyce learnt that Scott Morrison had taken on these extra ministries, particularly that resources portfolio. Yes. I mean, Barnaby Joyce had previously said that he was aware, uh, and we know that the former leader before him, Michael McCormack, was also aware, and we know that Keith Pitt, the resources minister, was also aware. They were aware of at least Scott Morrison being signed into the resources portfolio. So, yeah, I wanted to find out, um, I wanted to examine when they found out, how they found out, and why on earth they agreed to go along with this, a Liberal Prime Minister sidelining a National Party minister. I mean, plenty of nationals only just finding about this now are appalled that this happened at all. Mm, So it seems pretty straightforward, and you asked it in a pretty straightforward sort of way. Yeah, I mean, I I started the interview with a straightforward question um, when we were told about this arrangement. Two months Mm -hmm. after Scott Morrison was signed into the uh, National Party-held resources portfolio, you became the Nationals' leader. You took over from Michael McCormack. When were you told about this arrangement? Well, um, David sort of arrived there obliquely. The answers I don't think were particularly clear. Uh, Barnaby Joyce said he Mm. found out obliquely over a period of time. Um, So I I just had to keep coming back to that question. Just coming back to the question, how did you find out if it wasn't from the Prime Minister? Was it from Keith Pitt? No, no, it was sort of over a period of time. And, uh, Someone and must have told you that. Someone must have said, of... your minister is yeah, actually didn't really, it didn't, not it didn't the really, decision maker. It didn't really work like that. So how did it work? It didn't really work like that. It worked over a period of time, David, where the Prime Minister got to a position, Scott Morrison got to a position and said, well, I can overrule him. You Did you say uh, how? How, that, listen, how, you, how can you overrule the minister? Yeah, well, you could... Well, he had said that he was sworn in, but you just take a decision back to Cabinet. So he did say, he, really did say he, he was sworn in as the minister. Uh, look, and I... 
I'm not being evasive. I just can't quite remember exactly where sort of that final statement went. Hang on, hang on. Um, but Barnaby Joyce did tell us that he went along with this arrangement because he figured he would lose some of his extra benefits that the Nationals had secured from the Liberals, an extra spot in Cabinet mm. and some extra staff that he said they weren't entitled you to. You felt uh, you would lose the extra ministry and staff and so on uh, if no, you pushed back on Scott was, Morrison I was, taking I was this portfolio. I was absolutely certain that would have happened. He said that, did he? He negotiated the extra said portfolio. That. That were, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Don't so why were you certain? Don't be so obtuse. Now, that suggests that he saw this as a trade-off. Um, you know, even though he wouldn't use those words himself, um, he did acknowledge that he went along with Scott Morrison overriding Keith Pitt on the PEP 11 gas project as long as the Nationals kept their extra minister and their extra staff. What about that question of when he found out? Did he come clean on that? Well, not exactly. We know that he became leader in June of last year uh, and this arrangement had already been put in place a couple of months earlier and we know the decision on the PEP 11 project was in December. So, you know, that period of time he's talking about is the, the final six months of last year. Um, obviously, when the decision was made, Keith Pitt and Barnaby Joyce were both well aware of it. Uh, so that's that's as close as I think we can get to any you know definitive time as to when they found out. You sort of kept asking, you kept prodding. He started to get a little annoyed uh, by it, but you didn't get a very clear answer in the end. Why you... You're not going to go back to this question again, are you? I am, God's I am. Oh, David, so I guess, Speezy, it's that clarity that we're sort of missing, isn't it? We don't know exactly how all of this unfolded. Is that what this inquiry that Anthony Albanese has announced will look at? Well, presumably, yes. The, the National Party's knowledge of that particular portfolio is one part of this. Uh, but the bigger questions really go to Scott Morrison uh, being signed into five separate portfolios. Why this occurred, how it occurred, uh, who knew about it occurring, uh, what the implications are for our parliamentary system. Uh, we don't know within his office at the time, the office of the Prime Minister. Uh, we don't know within the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet, mm. you know, who was involved in this or whether there was any pushback. And indeed, for the Governor-General, David Hurley as well, we know that he signed off on all of these appointments. He followed the uh, advice of the government of the day, as he's uh, expected to do. But again, we don't know if there was any sort of pushback or suggestion that this be made public. So what do we know about this inquiry? What else will it try to establish, do you think? Well, we don't know a lot yet because no final decision has been taken by the Prime Minister and the Cabinet as to the form of the inquiry. Mm. So we don't know what powers it will have. And in particular, will it be able to compel witnesses to appear, people like Scott Morrison and people like Phil Gations, the, uh, the former head of the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet? Will it be able to obtain uh, documents? Uh, so will it have Royal Commission or Judicial Inquiry powers? Um, when will it report? All of that is still uh, to be worked out, but you, you would assume that the government will and the cabinet will have to make these decisions fairly quickly. Okay, so this in inquiry, we don't know exactly what form it will take, but we do know, don't we, that it will go further than the investigation we saw from the Solicitor General that was released this week. Yes, the Solicitor General, Stephen Donoghue, was really looking at whether any laws were broken and he found that they were not. 
uh, the, the, the then Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, did act legally and in line with the Constitution. But his uh, advice to the Prime Minister uh, did basically find that this was uh, not consistent with responsible that government and fundamentally undermined the principles of responsible government. The notification government. was consistent with the principle of responsible government that is inherent in Chapter 2 of the Constitution. And that essentially boils down to Parliament needs to know and the public needs to know who is the responsible and accountable minister. And on these occasions, we did not. Mm, okay, so he's what basically saying that Scott Morrison was running an irresponsible government. Yes, that's exactly uh, what he's found. And that was, I guess, the strongest uh, criticism made by the Solicitor General of the uh, the former Prime Minister and all of this. Now, he's recommended the Solicitor General some various ways in which this could be fixed so this doesn't happen again. And he's put forward a few um, options there for the government to consider to ensure uh, that the public and parliament are certainly made aware when a minister is signed in. Okay, Susie, what has Scott Morrison had to say about all of this? Well, Scott Morrison issued uh, another statement in response to all of this on uh, Facebook. Uh, look, he has said that he will uh, appropriately assist any genuine process to learn the lessons from the pandemic. Now, it's interesting here that he says he would expect any credible processes here would also extend to the actions of the states and territories. In other words, he's happy to be part of an inquiry that's not just targeting him, but looking at more broadly at the handling of COVID itself and what the premiers and chief ministers did or didn't do. Now, that is something that certainly the, the new government and Anthony Albanese is, is keen to explore in a wider uh, Royal Commission or broad inquiry, but not just yet. He wants to wait until we're further down the path on this pandemic. Um, he wants this inquiry and to be into Scott Morrison to be far more focused into the, the former Prime Minister signing himself into these or being signed into these five portfolios in secret. Mm, what about Scott Morrison's colleagues? What do they think of all of this? Well, privately, his colleagues are scathing of what he did here, particularly those who uh, held ministerial roles uh, without knowing that Scott Morrison in the background had also been signed into their portfolios. Um, yeah, they are quite scathing. Publicly, they're a bit more careful in their language. They've said it was wrong. They wouldn't do it. They would have told him, uh, would have advised him against this. Uh, you know, that's the sort of thing Peter Dutton has been saying uh, publicly. So they've really distanced themselves from Scott Morrison, who remains um, condemned and isolated, uh, really, within the coalition over his actions here. I would have been very frank in my advice to Scott at the time that uh, it's inappropriate for him to be, to be assuming this power. But uh, these are the judgments that Scott made. Mm, so what happens now, Spearsy? Will Scott Morrison appear before this inquiry to answer questions, do you think? Well, I'd, I'd have to say I think that is quite likely. It'll depend, of course, on the nature of this inquiry and the powers that it has. If it does have the power to compel witnesses, well, obviously Scott Morrison is going to be at the top of that list of witnesses. Otherwise, I don't think this inquiry will be able to establish much more than we already know. What else do you want? All right, Barnaby Joyce, we'll leave it there. Thank you for joining us this morning. Good on you, David. See you later, mate. <laughs> David Spears is the host of Insiders and Back to You, a new ABC podcast. Former Liberal Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull says he hopes the inquiry into Scott Morrison's secret portfolios examines every stage of the chain between the former Prime Minister, the Governor-General and public servants. 
This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.